be on the dugout Lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the base Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the base Be on the dugout be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Well, April the 16th, 2021. That is the date for Beyond the Dugout's debut podcast edition. I'm Jason Gooby's aka Chopper, and joining me, my co-host in this one, is Damien Collins. Thank you, Chopper. Mate, I'm so happy to be here in my own house of, of, of all places to start this off. Mate, it's just something we've talked about for a while to actually have it happening. Um, I'm pumped. Well, I'm glad you're pumped, dude, because it's been something in the making. You're dead right. You know, both of us are softball enthusiasts, and I probably, which we will start a little bit here, but we've loved this game for a long time. We've obviously done some good things around promoting the game over the last few years. Now, this is just another episode, but boy, let's talk a little bit about, Damien, you yourself, mate. You obviously played quite a bit of softball in your time, still playing now from the hill. What made you fall in love with softball? Um, oh, well, I didn't play, first and foremost, I didn't play enough softball in my, in my life. I'm not, um, there was a moment there where the game slipped away from me, but I, I fell in love with it because of mum. Mum played for Ramblers Major B back in the day, and I was their bat boy, and I've been around it since I was five until I was about 22, had a little bit of a break, uh, you know, played rugby, went overseas, did that thing, um, but my broadcasting brought me back into it. So yes, back into it, playing, and and love it. We'll keep on, keep on giving it a go, and so I can't walk again. But um, really, really more, more proud than anything is is what we do with the sport and what we've done the last five years with our streaming. Um, and that, and that's just been that's been special. It has been indeed. We'll be on the dugout podcast. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you along here for the debut podcast for Beyond the Dugout, but it's your podcast. That's the most important thing here. It's not ours. It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to you. It's about softball here first to deal with New Zealand softball. Then we'll go internationally and maybe touch into other codes as well. That's the great thing, man. You know what? We can do anything we like, and we can do anything that you guys ask us to do. Absolutely, and and because we we have no restrictions, we can go back, we can do everything. And I want I want to throw it out to you, mate. I mean, your love of softball, you you put me on the spot there. And and what about you? I mean, how how long have you been doing your thing? Uh, Ex personality of the year, softball New Zealand. A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, for me, I guess the story is long. Uh, to be honest with you, I was uh, well, luckily enough to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to find out out of this podcast. Well, I'm you know sure the know. theme sure. of our podcast is going to be humorous for sure because that's what softball's all about. To be Absolutely. fair, but there might be a little bit of edge at times. I'm not going to say there's going to be a few swear words. I'm not going to say there isn't. Because you know what, we're just going to have fun with it, and that's the main thing. For me, softball started at a real young age, Damien. I was about seven years old, primary school, bare feet, playing the school uh, primary school tournament, and uh, came up to bat right-handed first time, left-handed the second. We we're playing a team with a coach called Thomas Mark, he's a senior. He comes up to me after the game and goes, which way do you bat? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't even got shoes on. He's like, well, you know, you should stay lefty, and we've got a club side. Would you want to come play? 
And that's where it started for me, and I've been in love with the game since. Awesome, mate. Awesome. You and I, we uh, we've covered a few tournaments, and and this season was pretty pretty special, I reckon, because. I don't think there's one we missed, to be honest, whether it would be on Sky Next or Sky or even just streaming through broadcasting. So we've had a hell of a season. I've got to give a quick shout-out before we before we get too far into it. Uh, the boys in, in over, overseas, outside the shoot, they've, they've been a supporter of us even, even coming up with the, the idea. But the idea branch from us going back and forth over the country, listening to them, uh, listening to the stories of softballers. And, and, mate, we know some characters, don't we? Well, dude, honestly, you don't have to go far. It doesn't matter what country you are, but especially New Zealand. If you hit that beer tent in Centrefield during a tournament, <laughs> the stories are thick. Absolutely. It is so good. And it's a chance to bring some of those stories, some of those characters of our great sport to everyone around the world. Yeah, some of those smiles. You'll hear them through the mics, eh? And hopefully we, we get these cameras uh, sorted with video as well. But, um Mate, there's, there's some some bigger than others, but uh, we've got a pretty big smile today as well. We sure do. Coming up shortly is Wayne Lalu. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be outstanding when we get to him. Dude, the thing that I've really enjoyed with uh, with what we've been doing with the mm-hmm. game recently, of course, you know, I love this game. As I mentioned to you, I played like 20 years of Premier Softball before I retired, but I always found the, our sport needed something extra. Mm-hmm. And so jumping into the commentary side and lucky enough to do some stuff with the WBSC and Ballpark Broadcasting, has been outstanding to travel the world. Just to see the amazing people, the community of softball around the world is phenomenal. The hospitality I've received around the world has been outstanding and there'll be plenty of stories for that to come at another time. But then streaming it here locally in New Zealand and sending it out to the world so they can see what type of ball that we've seen, that we fell in love with, for me, that's been that's been my highlight. Oh, uh, mate! Uh, if you if you told me four or five years ago when a little uh, an adult, I'm little no, not at all. Um, uh, Ed answered a <clears throat> answered an email at broadcasting school to announce the PK Classic that we would have got to do this stuff over, over the last few years and, and brought light to these inc- the, the incredible game that we have in our country. Like, you know, seven-time world champs. I mean, there's a reason for that, and we have a product there. It's just we got lucky enough to chuck a few cameras in front of these players and, and go along for the ride, and I hope that we've brought it justice as well as, as, as our players around the country have, have given the game. Well, we've seen some exciting developments with Fastball 45 in the last couple of years. and we'll get, I'm going to ask Wayne about his thoughts about that when we get to him shortly. But, uh, mate, it is great to see that the streaming has helped to promote it to television and, of course, podcasts now. And, you know, the game is global softball, and that's the cool thing about it. And, and when we get to talk to about Wayne about where he's been able to play around the world, that'll show you for sure. Oh, sport in general, isn't it? You can bring people from all walks of life together um, and our community is, is a softball community we're, we're tight we look after each other and that's what we've done over the last few years so yeah to, to hear a few more stories at a different level than we're used to uh, it, it's exciting it sure is so beyond the dugout it's your podcast starting with fast pitch softball based here in new zealand but then we'll bring in international guests but it's going to be your way how you want it done, your podcast. That's the most important thing. I'm so excited. Buddy, should we get on to our first guest? Absolutely. Let's go. Oh, 
our first guest here for the debut episode for Beyond the Dugout is none other than the big man himself. Call him the Rock Dwayne Johnson or call him the, the old big pitcher from Canada. It's Wayne Laulu that will join us here at Beyond the Dugout for our first episode. Can't get any better than that. Wayne comes with a storied history. Two NFC titles for Wellington. All of the age group titles for Wellington as well. And of course, two world titles for the New Zealand Golden Homes Black Sox. Wayne Laulu, welcome. Welcome to the Beyond the Dugout. Thank you, Chopper. Thank you, my brother. Laulu, oh mate, that is one of the, one of the surnames I love announcing over the park, mate. Do, do you do you hear me when I do it? Oh mate, I love it when you do it, mate. It <laughs> hypes me up and uh, hopefully you know can uh, slip in the old wink to you for oh, you. You do, mate. You do. You do. You do turn around. I enjoy it. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> it is awesome to have you on the couch here with with Damien and I, uh, man. We, we were thinking about who should we bring in as our First guest, the first one to kick off the Beyond the Dugout. Lala. And it just can't go better. Who do we go? Lala. Without a doubt, bro. It's your character. It's your smile. You seem to light up the room when you walk in. Well, you know, obviously I've always been brought up as, uh, if you keep smiling, boys, um, you know, many more smiles will be coming back at you. So uh, thank you to mum. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously I've got this beautiful look for a reason and uh, you know, I've got to utilise it. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to be the last time we hear. Thank you, Mum. Yeah, no, it definitely won't be. <laughs> ah, without a doubt. Well, Lala, thank you so much for taking the time to be here, cousin. It's but we had a little bit of a chance to chat before it. Oh, I bit. think my cheeks are just starting to come back to the normal shape because that's what you do, man. Like I see you all over the place, right? We're up and down the country, around the world at tournaments, and everyone you're talking to, bro, are on the floor laughing their head off. Well, you know how it is, bro. Like, you know, there's always a better atmosphere when people are laughing and then fighting. And, uh, you know, growing up in an era where uh, I saw a lot of that, I thought, uh, you know, if a team can be a lot more happier, you know, we'll play uh, better softball. So uh, don't get me wrong, you know, I get my uh, my uh, anger off my uh, my kids. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they, you know there's, uh, there's always, uh, there's always uh, you know, uh, a story behind that, but... Uh, we love them, but at the same time, you know, it's always going to be a challenge. Well, let's start there, Wayne. Of course, a proud father of five children, uh, four girls, and we'll get to the prince. But Hine Takawa, Ana Takodi, Ivana Maria, and uh, Ilani, of course, before the young one who came along. Gazi, talk about, talk about your kids just a little. Uh, uh, obviously, that's the lot of, um, of any, any parent's uh, life. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just funny because I look at all my kids and they have little characteristics of, of what I have. And at the same time, they bring different different um, abilities to the table. And, and it's beautiful that uh, I can all mix together with them. But getting my boy and I'm um, looking at girls for the past 17 years. <laughs> and then uh, Careful, my, careful. No, no, no. You know what I mean? You know, um, dealing with women especially five women in my house, you can imagine uh, the drama and it's always nice to have a bodyguard now. And my little boy is, you know, that boy. Ah, awesome, bro. No wonder you love seeing the boys so much when we would see it. <laughs> well, that's right, man. You've got to appreciate that brother brotherhood time, eh? Because um, especially in my house, uh, the ladies take over. Well, I'll talk about the number one lady in the house, of course, Tarina, your lovely wife, bro. Um, you know, she is hilarious when I get to meet her at the ballpark. She loves watching. She's your greatest fan. We all know that. Because how did you two meet? Um, I was just uh, playing touch with her cousins. 
and uh, obviously ended up playing touch with Tarina. But oh, that's, another, that's, a, that's another story. But um, but you know, it was thank you to uh, the beautiful family of the Redekudas in Strathmore. Um, I got to play with them, and then I got to meet my beautiful wife, who is uh, Tarina Laulu. Um, Laulu. That's right. And uh, and I was just um very fortunate that uh, we got to tie. Um, uh, just keep in contact through the years of college and then uh, obviously had our ventures because I moved out to Dargaville and then um, moved back and um, then we uh, sort of closed the door. Hold, hold on, Kaz. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you went there, you said she was at college. Hatohohepa, right? Yeah. That's a proud wahine tour college right there. I heard there used to be a black skyline you used to pull up the driveway every weekend. <laughs> oh, well, lucky, lucky <laughs> enough, I had one of those uh, cousins that... Uh, who was a car dealer, and uh, he would uh, give a, a car to a learner's license guy. So it was just through context that I um, obviously had a, he gave me a skyline through my mum's name, but I had to be the, the driver. And uh, I was fortunate that I, uh, you know, got to drive up there and uh, pick up Tarina with my new skyline, thought I was the man, <laughs> but the man with no gas. <laughs> <laughs> gas money. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's funny, some, you know, skyline's like hub. gas. <laughs> funny because a lot of that uh time that i went up there it taught me the beautiful uh the culture of maori especially seeing a school like hatoepa um because uh, i was brought up in wellington and we never i never grew up in a with a maori maori background mm. and to understand a maori college yeah. was unbelievable to see for me because uh it really brought me back to uh the grassroots of new zealand well, bro, we probably, before we go any further, we should probably go right there on the Māori side of things. Nor here, queer, bro. Where are you from? What is your heritage? Uh, I'm, I'm Samoan, but I was brought up and um, in born and bred and born in um, Newtown Hospital. But I was uh, grew up in Brown Street and um, by the Basin Reserve, across the road from McDonald's. Um, and, and then I moved over to Arlington Apartments, which was just across the road from Wellington High, if you're mm -hmm. local. And... Um, from there, moved from, from, I was there for like 10 years and then I moved to Hatara, which was a huge upgrade from Arlington to Hatara because I was from a flat mm. to a house and uh, where I was used to just, houses were all my houses in Arlington and uh, being in our own house like that was sort of like Christmas and New Year's. But it was beautiful, bro, because it uh, just showed me the both sides of Wellington, of of upbringing, of, um, yep. of how it can all be different and to understand that lifestyle was, I really enjoyed it because it showed me um, that other other avenues to sport that I could um, open my eyes to and you know, I wouldn't have got it if I just stayed in Arlington mm. where, where change is always good for me. You, you got out, but it's obviously really important to you wearing an Arlington t-shirt right now. Yeah, well, I'm just supporting one of the brothers uh, <laughs> who, who I've got a store in Hawke's Bay. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, He's one of the true uh, OGs from Wellington, and it was just so cool to see uh, where I grew up. A product is being sold, so it'd be like you guys and Upper Hut Tigers and etc. So, but I was just I'm always out there to support um, brothers there who are selling um, product or mm -hmm. any um, any revenue or anything. So, and uh, is this is this a plug for a free T-shirt? Oh well, is it merch? You know, just free. Oh, you know, anything free is. Lala's always happy to go. <laughs> so, like, you know, we're, we're very thankful over in our Arlington Apartments, guys, you know. Yeah. Anything's free is, uh, is a happy customer. So, um, nah. 
Awesome. The, the next episode, you'll get the free shoes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 You've already seen the wardrobe, haven't you? Oh, I've seen the wardrobe, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Very, very impressed. Very impressed. We are all yeah. indeed. Oh, because mum and dad came out from Samoa, uh, migrated back in the late 60s, early 70s to, uh, to give the family a start. Small family, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, they yeah, were lucky. I had um, five older brothers and then we had a... a a cousin who ended up to be my brother, he was finally into our family, and then uh, we got one sister and me. So there was eight of us all up, and um, yeah, you can imagine um, I got the scripts. <laughs> got a few taps going up. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Have you got if you if these eight of you? Yes. Is that to just take one more person to make a softball team? Oh, at least was one. there a whole softball team in that family? Or? Yeah, well, they funny. would have been good. Eh? Yeah, well, funny to say, I was just telling um, Damien before that. Uh, <laughs> I was the only one that played softball in my family. Oh, uh, what's going on there? How, how, how is there not more Laulus playing softball? Well, so with all those brothers, you weren't in the back throwing ca- playing catch and stuff? No, nah, we were playing straight hidings and straight... <laughs> run it straight. Run it straight, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so uh, it was a very simple upbringing of... Um, yeah, it was, softball was never in the picture until I um, obviously got punished... I told you before. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now you've you mentioned yeah. the punishment. So apparently the story goes, right, oh boy, once you go down the dairy, get us some bread. Take the fiver down there. The bread costs like $1.50. Mum gets no change. What's going on there? Well, the old uh, the old Lala would always go the old tricks and uh, go and buy the loaf of bread. And, um, you know, what? I was a lolly. I had a sweet tooth, and uh, I'd always yeah. spend the change. But uh, yeah, and I'd never um, say I spent it. I'd always say oh, I, I lost it. I, I, honestly, I, I, it was here in my pocket when I, when I left. It was in my pocket. Yeah. I thought, but uh, it's always the go-to. I'd always, I'd always uh, try to. But um, yeah, obviously, I spent it on lollies. <laughs> I just wish that I could have been more honest. But that is the spring of something that is wonderful in your life, what did mum make you do? Yeah, mum, um, obviously, instead of going to rugby league, um, she sent me to softball and um, made it made it as a punishment for me of um, not playing with my friends. And obviously, being the sociable guy I am, I obviously met new friends and I was very, very thankful because of my mum. If she didn't uh, obviously sent me there, I would have not seen the light. So, so talk about that. That first experience, did you think... You were going to stick around? Did you think this is for you? Well, honestly, like, because I, I, I was just telling Chopper about, um, I wasn't really, like, um, thinking about softball. I was just thinking about I wanted to go and play with my friends. Yep. And lucky enough, and I went to go to the training, and they were up in Wakefield Park, and uh, they were playing softball, played, I went to go and play, and I sort of started to obviously enjoy it because you didn't have to field as long as, like, cricket. <laughs> And I know it sounds so, but you know, like sorry, like, cricket fans, yeah. sorry, it's but facts, mate. The it's game facts. is long, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's too long. And um, just being uh, uh, like an hour and a half game, I, I started to like it because you know I got to meet um, new friends and um, especially learning about the Maori culture where Auntie Willie and um, Auntie Blues in that. Um, thank you, because uh, you kept the love in the game in me. Well, let's talk about that, bro. First start. I heard you had a, a pretty cool team which came out of Arlington, that era, the Athletic Pound Puppies. Yeah. What a name. I tell you what, we've got to give that name to a new team right right now, next season. Athletic Pound Puppies. Tell us about that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know how we got Pound Puppies, but uh, 
I definitely know we pounded a lot of teams though. We, yeah, you all know who you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 Aaron Emia, I'm talking to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, just uh, it was an awesome upbringing of um, playing t-ball and and then getting to rub shoulders with you know guys that I can call brothers for life, and that's how I got to love the game even more. It's just that I still keep in contact with the boys that I've known since you know three years old, five years old, six years old, and. And to keep that bond is obviously you can't break it. So they're very thankful, but uh, at the same time, man, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, it happen, and yes. you know, like boys have got other responsibilities, and you want to do this every day with the brothers. And I wish I could, but uh, obviously uh, we can't. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy this as much as I can. Well, after the pound puppies, bud, on to St George, still at a young age in your teens. How did that come about? Um, yeah, I was lucky to, go to get approached by Harry and uh, Leighton James, who have passed away. Cheers, uh, Leighton. Always uh, love you, my bro. Um, yeah, he, they um, obviously saw me and they needed numbers to for the major ace, but I was still like 15, 16. Yeah. So I was a bit, you know, obviously iffy playing the big dogs of like, you know, men. So it was a good... Uh, Obviously, learning curve for me, you know, to see pitchers like Jimmy Wana, um, you know, Marty Grant, you know, the legends of our sport who have uh, paved the way for, obviously, the young ones now. And um, to rub shoulders with those guys, you know, obviously made me a better player and it showed me how softball should be played. Bro, softball wasn't just your only love, though, right? Rugby uh, in college, first 15, and a fullback. He was awesome. Yeah, well, fuck. Uh, well, awesome. I got a shout out to my primary school because Mount Cook School, I started at Mount Cook School, and uh, that's obviously where the old uh, legends come from, boys. Yeah, represent. And uh, and then I went to Wellington Men's College. Not boys, men's college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. so just sensitive. Uh, um, just to obviously, um, it showed me discipline and I'm doing. Playing in those uh, first 15 years, especially, we had a uh, um, great coach, Rob Collis, and uh, from my under-15s, went to college, uh, Steve Borthwick, uh, were a big influence in my life, um, just showing me um, good discipline and just like life skills, you know, where, you know, this little coconut kid was, in, you know, just in the streets of Wellington, just, just needed direction, yeah. and that's all it was, you know, and uh, to have these guys, as, as an adult, look back and see that. You know, obviously, I'm thankful and grateful for these fellas that have showed me, you know, the good life, and it's just to be happy every day. Wayne, we know you as this um, great baller that you are now, but that time must have been a bit of a crossroads for you because I, I mentioned to you earlier that you you would have been in the Willamette training camps. Those were the first years as the game was becoming professional. Um, you know, the '96 to what you would have been '98, '99 in the first fifteen. Um, which I'm pretty sure we beat you, but um, just going back, um, <laughs> just you know, saying, just saying, just saying, but, um, <laughs> but you know, th- that would have been a crossroads for you. You know, did you ever have that thought? Like, or what, what, was rugby ever going to be that path for you? Well, Were we going to see a Wayne Lowe All Black? Oh well, obviously that was the obviously my my main passion is because I grew up with rugby league right up to college, and then I had to play rugby because we didn't have league, mm. and uh, and obviously rugby stuck with me and. Um, I just, I just, I had a hard um, injury with my knee, and then, uh, and to recover, I just uh, went to travel, and um, mm. just to mentally, it was 
it was good for me because of just uh, at this at, at, at that time where the where the place I was, it wasn't good for me. So yep. I just want I needed that change, and um, thankfully, thankfully, um, you know, obviously, my wife now, you know, we um, parted our ways, but she gave me the opportunity to oh. to you know experience that, and uh, it was I was so grateful for that because the 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 learnings I learned from that mm. made me a better person in the longer run, and I don't know if I'm a better person though, but uh, I know you know where my priorities lie, and that's obviously with family. So yeah. So you made that talk, that decision with the injury. Did you think it would take you to where yeah, it, well, where it would have? You know that could have was that the that, thought. There was that thought, eh? Like I obviously go big. I'd loved, I loved, I would have loved to, but then um, I just I I, I travelled and um, it sort of just uh, got me to see more me mm. instead of the wider picture, and I just wanted to work on me and. Uh, Sounding so selfish, it was just at just at that time, um, you know, I was still growing up to be a man, and uh, those life skills obviously made me where I am now. But uh, I just really think that um, I was grateful because a lot of these kids now, everything is about sport, sport, sport. Where you do need that part time away from sport, and I, you know, I, I give it to reps to all the professionals who do it every day. Um, we're very lucky. That's why I loved softball because. Sport and life, you could balance, mm. and it was a it was a really nice balance where I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I could fit it in with my family too, and uh, and I also could play, so I chose that option. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. Inside of the beginning of the life from uh, Wayne Laulu, Golden Homes Black Sox uh, superstar here on. Beyond the Dugout, fantastic having along for uh, the first episode here with Damien Collins and myself, Jason Gubies, a.k.a. Chopper. Well, Wayne, that's been outstanding, buddy. And, uh, man, before we get on to talk about Miramar and then, of course, the Sox, uh, which is the big part of this uh, interview for sure, I just want to touch on one more thing because when you talk about your whanau, I know that's important to you. With Tarina and the dating, Hatohoepa. But, Kazi, I heard you had an interesting proposal story to tell us. <laughs> Chow restaurant Does it help Yeah well I just I thought it was um, You know There were moments In um, my life That uh, It was a Time and a place And um, In that time When I proposed to her um, I was very uh, Happy with uh, Where I was at And uh, We were very comfortable With our beautiful family So uh, And I do believe in, in um, You know a, a time and a place Of doing things aye, And And you know, that was the time and the place. And uh, shout out to Chow Restaurant. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that's where I proposed to her. And, um, and my beautiful, uh, my sister, who's uh, Andrea Woods, uh, who was there. Um, she, I heard she was there. She she uh, helped me through the process. And uh, obviously, I was really nervous and uh, um, thinking about um, what we've been through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know what we're looking forward to for our future, and um, having having a beautiful sister like her, um, you know, made the process obviously a lot easier. And uh, you know, now we're being married. You know, um, well, plenty of years and many more years. Um, we're gonna oh, obviously yeah. um, uh, make the best of it. And uh, at this time of, uh, of my life, um, I'm loving it. And uh, Oh, yeah. that's awesome, bro. That's the main thing, bro. Because yeah. you skipped over it, though, Absolutely. bro. You skipped over it. I'm told that the restaurant was packed from war to war with people, 
You'd organise it with the waiter to bring out drinks and the ring on a tray. Is that correct? Yeah, bro. Like, well, I try, I try to um, tell the waiter to put, it, to put it in a drink, you know, obviously to see, obviously yep. make her drink uh, through it. And um, but um, obviously the waiter had it on the tray, so I took that. But um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, David, listen to this. The waiter comes to the table and he's nervous as hell, right? He's like, "Oh my god, oh god!" He leans over to Wayne, and goes, uh, "And you're right. His, his one of his good friends there, Andrew Wood, was there, and he goes like." Which woman do I give it to? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another story they chopped, but, uh, but um, yeah, I was just uh, uh, in that in that moment of my time um, being with, uh, especially those two. Um, um, they helped me through uh, the process where a lot of tough times, and um, especially the early two uh, thousands. Um, I was just going through, just trying to balance out my life and. Yep. Um, to have a strong um, woman that uh, that I, I, I you know obviously admire and um, who have brought up my kids, um, you know, very thankful. But uh, don't get me wrong, um, still the man of the house, bro. <laughs> ah, cool, Kyorikas. Well, Tarina, she sent me that story, bro, and she said it was such fun that night, and there was so much laughter around the the prank with the uh, with the waiter. She didn't even hear most of the proposal, but what she did hear was. Will you marry me? And that melted her, bro. She that was the best thing ever. Well, well, to be honest, well, look at me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like she, you know, you're a very lucky woman, you know, to uh, obviously uh, um, have you know a specimen like uh, you know. They don't breed these specimen. kind of guys. They don't breed these kind of guys anymore. And uh, to have a, a a beautiful lady, you know how they say, you know, you know, not as uh, strong as until you have a beautiful wife. And I do believe that, but at the same time. You gotta have a stronger husband. Oh, there you go, because she did also say when she talked about your rugby career how fast you were. She says you're just not fast off the dinner table. Nah, well, well, seconds. You know, I, I definitely seconds, mate. Um, you know, I'm sure Buffet was my middle name, and uh, you know, going into that, uh, you know, that life of uh, of, of parenthood with her. Um, you know, she taught me a lot of life skills that uh, you know I'll take, but especially with. Um, uh, hygiene, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've never wash I've, yourself, boy. Yeah, wash I, yourself. Well, I didn't know that you could do uh, washing three times a day, but uh, you know, the the size of my family, you you, you have to, or it turns into Mount Ruapehu washing. You know? <laughs> so, um, but uh, all good. Who does the cooking at home, Kaz? Oh, uh, beautiful wife. Um, I, I I don't cook because you know, obviously, she's a better cooker. So why would I cook? So uh, you know, I know how to I know how to cook, well. bro. But uh, I just um, think that uh, if if you have a better cook in the house, you got to go with it. the best. You know, you don't want the second best. So uh, and my kids tell me that. You know, and my kids tell me that uh, they don't uh, like uh, mincy cheese pie and uh, and uh, you know uh, and bread. You know, for dinner. So uh, you know, I, I heard that uh, you know with my wife's lasagna, um, oh, everything, mate, chicken. I tell you what. Uh, if she could um, be oh, on what's that, the on go-to? What's the go-to? Oh, uh, well, for me, honestly, is obviously mum's chop suey and rice. Ooh. Ooh. I you knew chop suey was coming, right? Yeah, yeah. like, um, no no disrespect to my wife's uh, chop suey, but uh, just it's what I've been brought up with. And, uh, you know, having those kind of meals, I've obviously brought this beautiful specimen of yours. <laughs> it's built the man that you see now. Well, <laughs> well I'll tell you what, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back on the softball track now, bro. Obviously, the move to Miramar, and you've been there ever since. 
know, how did that come about and, and what does the Miramar Sopple Club mean to Wayne Laulu? Uh Family. It's definitely family orientated, obviously, with uh, um, with the community in Miramar. Um, I just uh, met a lot of uh, uh, different walks of life through Miramar and um, with the upbringing of, you know, uh, the nationalities um, combined in, in Miramar with uh, being very multicultural, it just showed me... Uh, a lot of uh, good food options. <laughs> and uh, don't get me wrong, you know, we uh, beautiful men from the islands love food. And uh, to experience different cultures within sport um, showed me that, uh, you know, uh, what I didn't and what I what I did like. And uh, I never thought that uh, you could live being vegetarian, but it's a thing. It's a thing in Miramar. Well, what? Yeah. Oh, in well, Miramar? I know, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, people that are vegetarian now, so uh, for, for good reasons. And is, that, is that people that eat vegetables? Yeah, well. What the heck? I used to call them decorations. <laughs> That's what food eats. <laughs> That's what the meat sits That's on. That's what food eats. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow, um, that's alternative, bro. Yeah, bro, and it's just, uh, uh, well, what can I say, like, to be grateful of uh, having those options of eating, you know, like Indian, uh, Mexican, you know, just all different varieties just showed me that I could mix island food with other nationalities. Oh, now you're talking, now you're talking. Bro, is this a podcast on food? Well, don't get me wrong, we all love food, eh? <laughs> yeah, Everyone has to eat. We sure do. Well, talking about eating, bro, when you were eating softball at Miramar, who were some of the uh, influential people that helped you become the ball player you are now? Um, uh, a lot of like uh, people who helped me through, especially through the Miramar years, was um, Les Flint. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he was a great uh, man of uh, just being a good man. You know, we had... Um, you know, and just showed me the uh, simple life skills of just being a good man. And, uh, you know, by doing that, um, I played better softball, I noticed. And uh, and just to, obviously, to look after mum and dad um, was my uh, always number one. Um, I felt that if I could uh, put those priorities on top of my list, I would uh, be happy with uh, everything else. So I worked from that and uh, kept it very, very simple. But in those simple steps, made me have a better journey. Oh, wicked. I mean, the journey is the thing, right, when it comes to softball. What about some of the players you got to play with at Miramar? Uh, yeah, one of them were uh, Johnny Stratford, uh-huh. um, Gene Ludden, uh, a lot of these guys that uh, obviously didn't play enough international ball, I thought. Um, they were very uh, uh, international standard and... Um, to play, to rub shoulders with uh, guys that have uh, um, paved the way for guys like me who, uh, you know, it's real hard that you, because uh, in my era, I took it for granted that um, there were a lot of them around. And now these days, you know, there's very uh, limit, limited of us as old players um, around. And I was very fortunate where I was one of the young guys seeing multiple um, Black Sox players, multiple international standard players. And obviously now these kids have other um, sports and other, you know, variety of sports to choose from. But um, I, I still think that uh, if a lot of us can still stay in the game, uh-huh. then um, it will benefit for the next generation. Thinking back to that time, that, that balance, that that split, how, what was it like, vets versus, versus the younger talent coming through? 
Uh, honestly, yeah, whose bag did you have to carry? Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I, I was very lucky because um, I grew up with uh, in Miramar. Like it wasn't really a uh, rookie initiation or back in the old days. You know, they'll do the old rookie initiation, but um, mm-hmm. and with Miramar, like. And being an island kid, I, I don't, I don't think they could do anything to me anyway. Yeah, you, you carry know, your own bag. bag. You know, you know how we are. We'll step up and you know, you know take it as it is, and and just uh, seeing playing with you know those kind of men like you know uh, Craig Gibson, uh, David Gollan, you know a lot of the good old schools. Aeronemia um, just taught me that um, just to to play hard, but to always want to win. And uh, and to you know like, and winning is obviously winners are more happier. Or just <laughs> you know true. to play ha- to play happy softball, you want to win. And and uh, I always wanted to win, but at the same time to be a not a good loser, but to appreciate you gave it all. But if you lost, you know, accept it. And at times when I grew up in the late nineties, I couldn't really accept failure. Oh, oh. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the learnings through that uh, it was pretty hard to take because they don't well in my they didn't really teach me how to accept like accept it like I I took it it was mentally tough for me because I've always majority of the time I wanna yeah. and uh, but through that brought me laughter brought me you know Why? you know brought me to the good times of you know you you were you were mud this day but the next day in softball you're amazing yeah. and uh to see that go through you know many 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 years you know i just i appreciated time with my brothers because as you get older you you know your mind wants to do things but you, your body says another thing because i've got two things on that corridor you just said uh, the first one is about the the game, accepting the result, whatever. I noticed you in your career for a number of years. Now you're the first person to go up, shake the umpire's hand, say thank you for the game, whether you win or lose. Yeah, well, that's you know obviously for because just like, just like you, fellas, I think in our sport, you know, we don't appreciate the people who are outside of our sport, and um, so you know, obviously, uh, to umpires, you know, if we don't have umpires, we don't have a game. And uh, to appreciate those little things, I think, uh, you know, will make uh, our sport a lot more better. And uh, it just makes you um, grateful for what we have because they could be choosing to do anything else, but they're here, here to, to umpire softball. So shout out to the all the umpires. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we've got heaps of work-ons. <laughs> <laughs> the outside doesn't have to be a strike all the time, guys. Let's just get it out there. Uh, but the other one that caught it all head on that was uh, I heard a rumour from my barber, Terence Davison, down in Petoni there, by the hairy barber, shout yes, out. Yes, he is a barber. Bro, the haircut better be a lot cheaper next time on now. <laughs> but, bro, yeah, he told me you used to pitch, and his question is, bro, who taught who the change-up, you or Dave Gollum? Well, obviously, Davey's one of the obviously best change-up pitchers we have in um, New Zealand. Um, yeah, that's a box, Davey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just... Uh, uh, everyone always liked that uh, practice in the park, you know, before training. And uh, I would always rate myself, you know, thinking, you know, Ugh, I mean, he's a mud hitter. And then I'll try and, you know, obviously, and then BP, then I'll get owned. But, you know, that's that's all part of the game and part of the the fun because I always used to like playing games within a game. Yeah. 
And uh, I think that brings the best out of anyone. And, uh, and especially in my family, you know, games within the game was always for dishes and, and laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Because uh, if we talk about uh, domestic stuff first before we go international, uh, NFC titles for Wellington, two of them, a stretch apart. Bro, how, how important were they to you and the province? Oh, it was very, um, oh, it, was, it was a funny time where um, I got to, uh, um, when I won, won my first one, it was in Christchurch, and uh, we had to fly straight away after the final, and uh, we were within an hour, within an hour of the flight. And uh, so it was a bit of a, um, just throw strikes and just hurry the game up so we can get out of here. And uh, so that memory of trying to enjoy it was very hard because the game was, I've never played a faster game than that. I've just, and I've never seen so many hitters just swing first pitch yeah. just to try and get out or because we grabbed the lead and we were fortunate to win the game against Canterbury. But um it was a very funny story with that because then we had to go run onto the plane in our uniform, <laughs> celebrating, giving the brothers the old cheers, and <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, and then winning it last year with uh, with Riley, especially because uh, he was uh, our bat boy when I first uh, won it. Oh wow! Back in a long, long time ago. Wow! And wow. Um, yeah, so it was cool to see that um, you know playing. With his dad, mm-hmm. and then obviously playing with his son, yeah, and playing with us both of his sons. Sorry, well, half son, yeah, you know? yeah, because yeah. no, Dante's a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky enough to be at both, and I remember that first one in Christchurch there, and, and that was exactly it. You guys had told Canterbury and the organisers at Sopel New Zealand our flights at this time. We've only got this amount of time. If the game's not finished, I'm sorry, we're walking off the diamond. They win. Correct, and uh, wow. That, I know, and it was a very, uh, and it was very hard because I remember, like, after the final, you know, giving the old celebrations, high fives, high fives, and then an egg on my window, <laughs> and over there, there was uh, no names, but it's it rhymes with mutton. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just you know, he was just throwing eggs on our window, just obviously enjoying um, the good times as we do, and uh, it was uh, funny trying to obviously. Wipe the egg off with the window wiper, and it's, all you see is yolk on the on the window. <laughs> <laughs> and some sweet summer sun as well. Oh, I, I, I wanted to talk about the socks, but you, you let me straight into it. What's one of the best pranks you've seen in your time in softball? <laughs> well, well, it wasn't a prank. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one. Well, shout out to one of my boys in America. Um, Pre-cash. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Derek. Yeah, that's yeah, a pre-cash. Yeah, um, right. yeah, well, he said to me that if you get struck out in this game, you're wearing no undies with white knickers tomorrow. <laughs> and I got struck out. And then obviously the next day, I walked in and he had no undies. And he goes, Where, why aren't you joining me, bro? <laughs> and then I did the old, no, I've got no undies. And then he goes, Oh, have you? you know, I, I went to go and have a bat, bat and uh, I I didn't know that he set it up though. The, the catcher, because yeah. we were just playing Tuesday night league, the catcher downtrailed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tony Bahut is in the so house. I, I didn't know that they had that all set up, but uh, I, I thought it was part of the, the ritual that uh, 
the brothers had, but uh, yeah, and then obviously I got to enjoy beverages and laugh about it, but uh, I was gutted. I was, uh, <laughs> I, being me, I wanted to get him back, and uh, I, I did, and uh, Oh, bro, you got to tell us that story too, though. Oh, well, oh, well, it's all sorry, right. no, sorry, DP, man, it's coming your yeah, way. Yeah, well, just because uh, I, well, I tied up all his um, laces uh, with, uh, with his shoes in that, in the, because he had his cleats, his boots, and like another pair of shoes, and I tied it all up with the bags yeah. in the airport. Yeah. And uh, when they went to go and put it in, I, I mean, not put it in like in the, um, uh, the cupboard holes up in the airplane. Yeah, when they pulled it off, he pulled the whole, <laughs> all the bags off, and you can imagine how much. And I, I, you know what? I didn't even laugh. I just so I just so I just didn't want to make it look like it was me. So, <laughs> oh, so secret agent. Yeah, you know, you know, you got to be undercover. You know? yeah. And uh, and um, yeah, it was all me. And uh, he got a grunting because her old lady yeah, gave him a bit of a bit <laughs> of a tune up. <laughs> What's this drug strap on my head? <laughs> That's not the only time your pants have come down on a diamond, though, is it? Oh, <laughs> boy! I can't wait for this story. <laughs> Whoa, there's been a lot. Of- <laughs> well, like, which one? Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, well, I've, I've definitely got a um, you know a lot of good times with those, but at, at the same time, it just it just showed me that um, you know, like. I am better looking naked. <laughs> I thought he was going to segue away from that. Then I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm better looking naked. <laughs> Didn't even sell the home run running around with your pants falling down, but no, yeah, well, just yeah, no, to, uh, well, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, it was, uh, uh, I, I can honestly like fill in the whole uh, book. Full of <laughs> stories, but we don't want to. Um, yeah, this is only we don't part, want to bore part, you. you know? This is only part one of Lala. Curious, <laughs> we were talking about that off cast. <laughs> Beyond the dugout after dark, it's coming up next. <laughs> Be sure to stay tuned. Have your credit card details handy. <laughs> oh, Lala, I said we'd talk about international ball, bro. Before we get to the socks, let's talk about the ICs now. Uh, and your first start over there, you played for a number of teams Circle Tap, uh, of course, Gremlins, Toronto Gators. We'll get to them in a bit because I can't wait <laughs> to put, talk about the scratching story. Uh, and you found but um, but it started all with Townline. Yeah, well, um, shout out to Craig um, Waterhouse. Um, not Waterhouse, sorry. Um, uh, watermelon. That's that's his uh, last name. I was going, how can you forget someone's name? It's got no, food no, in it. Yes. Well, he was a big man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he um, Aaron asked me to go over. I think it was two thousand and seven and eight, uh, and to play with these guys. And um, we went over there to just to play softball and work and um, experience the what the ball was like over there. And I was fortunate to play with, uh, you know, a lot of greats in that team. And uh, Nick Shows is still one of them. Yeah. I think he's uh, obviously... That's kind of where he cut his teeth too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah talk about his, his beautiful smile. <laughs> I got you, Shows. Yeah. I've got you, mate. And uh, yeah, no, he's... Yeah, I got to rub shoulders with, with those kind of players early in their age and um, who were just starting to break the international scene and um, it was awesome to see that they're still around because uh, we definitely need um, that experience and that uh, knowledge to share down to our young ones. What is it like to play in the ICs? Um, I, I definitely think it's uh, the best ball below international and uh, for the reason of um, you're playing multiple um, international softball around the world and, uh, and it's against uh, 
all the top dogs and uh, to rub shoulders and just to learn um, because every country has its different flavour of playing softball. Um, uh, you know, it made me a, as a player to look um, and to see what I can improve on to try and bring it back home to share with my colleagues who, you know, who haven't experienced it and to experience it for a very long time and to um, try and share that knowledge uh, was a blessing, man. Uh, you know, you you think that, uh, you know, you do the sport for love and you do it for everything, you know, you know, the sacrifices you have to do and, you know, leave your family and, and um, and you know, thinking about that and et cetera. You know, there was a lot of uh, tough times to balance life out um, through those those years. But um, very fortunate, man, because, you know, I'm glad I've done it. It's not like, you know, like, you know, age, you just stay at 25. Mm. Yeah, mm. so I'm glad I've done it. And now I can obviously move on to, to better things. But um, it's all good because brother just drew, spilt his drink. You know? <laughs> it's raining inside. Yes. Beyond the dugout needs um, a dam now. And, um, yeah, just... I'm very, very lucky because uh, it did make me it did make me a better player. Yeah, and um, to see where softball can be, you know, and uh, to see it at that kind of level, um, I wish that um, uh, our boys from New Zealand get to experience it because it, it does make you a better player and it does uh, make you um, a better man too. Because you obviously have to live over there and experience life and do everything by yourself and you know life without family and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But with all those tough you know decisions that you make. It makes you. A bit, it does make you a better person, and uh, I believe that if 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 we can just get more of our young ones to experience it, you know, so so be it. But if they can't, I understand at the same time because you know everyone has different walks of life and different um yeah. different you know um, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And if uh, we can, you know, obviously give those guys an opportunity, so be it. Because I enjoyed it, but you know, everyone else is different, and I understand that. So. But I, I recommend it because it does make you, um, you know, the, it gives you a look in life that how beautiful and how lucky we are to have New Zealand. And it showed me that, you know, what we have here is 100% special. And uh, knowing that, uh, you know, where there's a lot of tough places in the world where they live it a lot harder. And to balance that, you know, and coming back to beautiful Wellington, where it's always sunny, eh, Chop? Because it's raining outside <laughs> oh, right now. Well, that's that's a beautiful day in Upper Hutt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and Murmur, it's, it's sunny as, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just standard Upper Hutt. <laughs> it is what it is. We needed to cool down the cameras that overheated and turn themselves off. So. <laughs> that's because Wayne is hot naked. Oh, so hot. He's already told so you this. Because <laughs> he uh, took it about that playing overseas. How do you balance that playing overseas with family and probably also just as important, missing island food? Well, like I say, I've got a lucky and I'm very, very grateful um, that I have a beautiful lady. And uh, if it obviously wasn't for her and my our beautiful parents who helped with all our... our with all our chores and with all our responsibilities, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I what I did, and uh, and I'm very very grateful because obviously um, winning and like doing things over there, that's what made me press to try and achieve what I wanted to do, and uh, to and I always had photos of them to just to remind me of 
you know, they're doing it tough. Yeah. And and I'm doing it easy. Yeah. So let's make it tough for you to work harder. Yeah. And uh yeah, just little things like that that would always press me, but then at the same time, you know, you know, I'd being me, you know, I always love a beautiful cold beverage. Aye, aye, it's nothing wrong with that, right? Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, just the balance of that obviously made me just appreciate life, bro. And uh, to where I'm at now, you know, uh, life is good. Yeah. Life is beautiful, man. And nice. and I get to, you know, chill out with the beautiful men beside me and... <laughs> You know, good looking fellows, you're looking younger than me, actually. Does that mean your beer is getting older? Oh, I, no, 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 no. I, no, I am younger than you, Wayne. Just, 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 just. Only just, just but. Just, 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 yes. Actually, Wayne's not that old, to be fair. He's still got an, at least another three World Cups in him. At least. Mark Sorensen, did you hear that just saying? <laughs> just no, saying. We'll get to the socks in a bit. Hey, Wayne, can I, can I just ask? Um, I, know, I know you were saying you, you have life easy in those moments because yes it is a different level you get paid to go over there you get paid to live you get paid to play ball but you are in a very user paid um sport so was there any any costs that did come involved or or, or offset your family in any way like what what kind of no nah, uh, i see like uh it was it was a thing that me and my wife always talked about like me playing over there to become a better player yep. and yeah I, I that was think, the bigger picture yeah, yeah. Yep. it was it wasn't um you know and the experiences that that i would get and the friendships and all Absolutely. that stuff yep. that, that that um and i was just lucky because i had the backing of it yep. you know and um having that was the main thing for me because if you know uh, and don't get me wrong that the decisions were really 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 tough but uh you know Look where we are now. She's still with me, and I'm yep. very grateful for that. And uh, to have that was my main priority. It was nothing else. It was, you know, she saw my vision. She saw where I wanted to be, and I had to do step A, step B, step C. But to get there, it was the main thing was just to have the backing of my wife and um, and, and my family and my mum and ex- so on and so on. But to just especially just to have that because it was, it was tough at the time because – Obviously, you know, leaving your family is never easy in anyone's life, and I understand that. But um, to have those kind of sacrifices and you know, that that backdrop of having that, you know, um, balance, yeah, just it's an important know, word, eh? Oh, that we 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 definitely learnt a lot back in the day, and maybe not around as much these well, days. Well, yeah, no, they're not. The, you know, the balance of these the, the new generation is definitely different because of technology mm. and. Uh, you know, we we didn't grow up with that. You know, we had the simple things. We had, uh, you know, like oh well, I had the old knocker, the, the, the old knocker snake. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably oh, yeah. that was the probably the only like you know thing that was good for us. But bar that was just straight outside, play yeah. outside. Yeah. You know, what, and you you make your own fun and play on a tree. Yeah. So to to these days, it's totally different. And just for me, I'm still trying to learn because we didn't grow up in that era. That that of their upbringing now is a different challenge to what these guys or what the the kids live in now. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go, Wayne Lyolu, outfielder for the God knows Black Sox, a superstar for sure in our game. And we're just getting started with him. We're going to come up next with the Toronto Gators and the big years of your career in the ICs before we get to the Sox 2015. Can't wait for that one, man. What a treat to have Wayne Lyolu here with Beyond the Dugout.
All right, buddy. Wait, Lulu. I mean, we can't go any further, though. We talk about uh, your ISC career. The Toronto Gators, you know, they were instrumental in part of that success era of your ISC career. 2015 was pretty, pretty large. Yeah, well, we're just very fortunate because, um, you know, uh, praise our uh, beautiful uh, man who sponsored the team, Jack Fryman, who's uh, passed away. Cheers to you, my brother. Thank you for making all those opportunities for us. And um, just uh, we had a phenomenal team and uh, um, with, uh, the, with the players in our team, like the, you know, the Nookers, um, Ben and Tommy and uh, Nate, Nathan Nuknuku, Brad Rona, and uh, Frank Poinson and uh, Charlie um, come complain. Yeah, so we had, very, we had a very uh, um, phenomenal team and um, just it was just nice to play off uh, guys who would always make you play better yeah. and uh, to be in a team where I could just concentrate on myself playing and just worrying about my job um, or it made uh, me as a player um, play my best ball and, uh, you know, I... Those memories will I'll cherish forever because uh, a lot of the stories that uh, that happened in, in Toronto obviously uh, is for another time. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, is I'll, that kind of like you shutting the door on that? Well, <laughs> I've never shut the door on it. It's just uh, you know, there's a time and a place, and like I said, you know, the the time of uh, part two, part, part two. two, part two, my <laughs> brothers, part two. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we uh, it taught me, um, you know, being overseas and you know given those opportunities to play overseas with a lot of Kiwis, um, you know, I really cherished it and uh, and why I played my best ball is because I was having so much fun. Oh. And uh, you know that uh, as athletes as you are, um, you play your best when you're having fun. Absolutely. Well, bro, yeah. you talk about uh, playing your best. You know, that 2015 year, uh, uh, we talk about maybe – the question mark, Blair Sifford, uh, your manager at the time, was about, he thought you should have been the MVP, mate. This is your stat line for 2015 at the ISCs. You had 17 RBIs, five home runs, 11 hits, seven walks, but a 524 batting average. How big was the pumpkin that week? Well, yeah, well obviously I was just lucky because I got to bat under the, um, under the, like, uh, batters like Ben Anuka, you know, Nathan Nuknuku and Brad Rona and, uh, and uh, lucky, you know, enough, you know, they gave me the opportunities to score with these RBIs and, uh, you know, being um, being a, a player that I, I looked up to, especially Brad um, and um, Nate, uh, you know, to to play under these guys that I don't really play, I play with, I, I always played against and um, yeah. to have the opportunity to play with these guys and rub shoulders with them was fitting, what was... Uh, a true blessing and not only that just uh um it was nice to be out of the environment of not just being in in the black Sox. it was just an, another beautiful team where we got to rub shoulders again and i noticed that um you know we don't get those opportunities enough but i know when you do you make the most of it because um those times you know all those years that i played against them i really i really cherished the, the time when i played with them because um, you you know as as athletes as you are that um, when you play with uh, with players that are obviously um, goats in their in their sport, yeah, um, you know you do become better and uh, you do uh, learn uh, a lot more when you do play with these guys because instead of playing against them and um, you know obviously beating them sometimes and losing them 
sometimes. Um, you know, we have uh, we have our same love, and that's yeah. you know our, our softball. Yep. And uh, well, these guys being you know good men as they are, um, you know, like, uh, but a lot of them, you know, they're still average at Yuka. <laughs> David, have you noticed this guy is so humble? Every humble, question, eh? every question we ask, he always credits someone else. Yeah, and I know he wants to speak honestly about what he feels well, about those people. Well, don't get me wrong, mate. You know, like oh, cause, cause, for being naked. Yeah, because we always, uh, um, you know, we always love playing games within the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I noticed a lot of these softballers that I played with, uh, you know, you know, they're they're just a bit, just just a bit below average in euchre and uh, <laughs> a lot of these uh, other games like table tennis and pool and darts and uh, you know, uh, oh, you know, definitely especially in table tennis, you know, I had one of the Leaf Force uh, serves. Um, you know, they, they used to they used to call my serve illegal, but uh, you know, oh, I thought it was just uh, you know. They just couldn't handle my spins. <laughs> I heard you're not a bad beer pong player as well. Well, you know, those that, that's after dark. That's, <laughs> oh, that's after dark. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I definitely love uh, enjoying um, those kind of times because you do um, see the real person um, outside of their sport and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. their comfort zone, you know. Um, people... People look at it, people just on, on the diamond and, you know, they just judge people that, what they see yep. and a lot of people that that you know when you do meet them off the diamond are beautiful men absolutely and ladies don't get yep. me wrong but a lot of them are soul losers <laughs> <laughs> well we know you're so gracious man and, and and i can't help myself bro i can't help myself talking about your praises because with the Toronto graders uh of course you'd you'd you'd, you'd earned your stripes with the let's not call them junior teams before that at the ICs, but with the Gators, the big show, 2016, the next year after that, you get to the championship match against Hill United, Adam Folkard's on the hill, flame throwing it through. He's all done by the seventh. They bring in uh, uh, Pablo Milovacchia from Argentina. You lead off the seventh with a base hit. Dante Maricanti comes on a pinch run. That proves to be the winning run of the match. Yeah, well, I was so thankful that I, I obviously got a hit. Um, you know, uh, playing a, you know, a, a a team like Hill United, you know, anything that you know you get, you you do, um, you do uh, cherish it because it's a quality team. But uh, in, in saying that, you know, I got to share that moment with Dante because um, uh, you know he got to swap with me and you know uh-huh. he got to get on the diamond and nice. uh, you know that to me um, uh, meant more to me being on base you know like you get to sh- you know share uh, share a moment like that the winning run with a brother who's an up and comer and um, you know who, who got to play with his dad you know and uh, you don't see that every day you know right. um you know, seeing uh, Dante and Thomas Makia playing together was, uh, you know, a special moment because uh, I definitely looked back on that and, um, you know, that was probably the first time I've ever seen uh, a dad and uh, our son win the ISCs. Was that the year at the Hall of Fame breakfast where you guys got up and did the haka? Yeah, that was that was the year and, uh, some, you know, uh, Priest Thomas, um, you know, being the legend he is, um, you know, doing the haka for him and and honouring um, his uh, his achievements was a huge thing. And doing the haka over overseas is always a special moment. 
you know, doing it, um, you know, appreciating our culture and and seeing uh, one of our brothers who have achieved the, the highest level and uh, who's still playing, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, like yeah. you know, you you got to give reps to these guys because you know he he still looks like he can still play international ball. He's an athlete, right? He's an Correct. athlete. Quickly, just I know we haven't even got to your Black Sox career yet. We're just still talking about that. But you have brought up the Haka. Um, you've you've talked about your your someone parents coming over and being introduced into the Maori culture. So tell me, Wayne, as someone that has, has represented Samoa and represented the Black Sox, about how special it is to throw down and do that haka. Oh, man, honestly, like, um, you know, being watching the All Blacks and watching that on TV, it was so cool to see um, the haka perform in 2004 when I was playing for Samoa. Mm. And that was yeah. the first time I got to experience it properly. Um the brothers, you know, doing the haka to me and and to do the tanui for Samoa was uh, even more um, more of a moment for me because my parents, obviously, being awesome. Samoan her- heritage, awesome. it was just giving back to them yep. and to thank them, you know, for obviously for giving me the opportunity to uh, represent the Black Sox, who, you know, we are, you know, I got to do both. And a lot of the, I see it in rugby, a lot of it, they, you know, they do that now playing for their home country. And you see that in league because that's, you know, what where their, their lovers is, is their mum and dad. And, yep. you know, that's, you know, that's your grassroots, but we understand that where you have been brought up is in New Zealand and Aotearoa, where really we're very, very lucky of where we live. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yep. uh, I'm, I'll tear all hard, but I'll always represent my family who are someone. Nice. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Well, let's get on to the uh, to the Golden Homes Black Sox. 2008, you make the debut. Who gave you the phone call? Uh, yeah, it was Eddie, and um, the beautiful man he is. Eddie uh, yeah, Eddie Classy, and uh, just kept it very simple and uh, just uh, told me that to ring my mum and, you know, um, and tell her that how proud, you know, you'll be because your son's made it. And I'll never forget it because in 2008, I got to play in uh, North Harbour and all the players that I played with mm. were my idols. Hi. Yeah, so I understand when young ones come in, but I wasn't young. I was uh, 20, in my mid-20s and um, I, I do believe it is daunting, but at the same time, it was like, it was Christmas for me, oh, you know? Yeah. I, you know I, I was rubbing shoulders with the best ever. And uh, I, I do believe, like, you know, those players that paved the way for us, you know, they they were the best in that time. And uh, just to rub shoulders and just to learn everything what they taught me was to, you know, and to see that I could um, compete with them. And, and I just wanted to be, you know, to make my own state and and to be myself was, you know, a big one because... You know, thank God for Brad Renner. Shot my brother. You know, <laughs> he, he gave me the old, juice. he gave me the old belief of you know you know don't don't change who you are and oh. um and this is why you made the team. So uh, just keep what you're doing, what you do, and uh, and I you know I stuck to it. But at the same time, I learnt things off every player where I thought that I could try and adapt their skill to my mine mine and. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I got, you know, the skills from them, but at the same time, you still have to do it in action. Yeah. Right. And uh, 
it was just the learnings of it. Like I, I thought from there on, from 2008, um, made me a better player because I was just always playing higher level football. You talk about it going in and meeting those people, but obviously to get the level, you have to be Wayne Lolu. You know, Absolutely. so so when you get to that level, do you change yourself? Do you adapt to the co- like? I mean, I know you got to adapt to a certain certain way of life, but was there anything that you took away from your game, if you will? Yeah, well, just the player rank. Yeah, yeah, like you know, just to know where you stand yep. and, and and knowing your role. Um, I th- I think that a lot of the time where we were, we weren't kids because a lot of these guys. Um, now they are still kids, yep. you know, they, they are 19, 20, yep. 21. And, and a lot of the life skills that I believe is probably after 30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'm not saying that they're not going to experience it within the twenties. It's just, you know, you have a lot more responsibilities after 30 yep. and b- doing that made me just see that we, we were, I don't know, just, um, how can I say it? My friend, uh, we were just I was just playing with the greats and uh yeah. that's how I always looked at it and and I said if I could play as good as these guys I'll be a great yeah you know and and to try and just to compete with these guys day in day out and to learn the tough ways on and off the diamond don't get me wrong um you know I would I would be you know be a better player for it and and th- and thankfully I got that opportunity playing with our our goats of the game you know and and these guys are Obviously, legends of a game for a reason because they stuck around for a very long time and they've given our sport, you know. And I wish that we still had that knowledge around. Right. I do. Aye, 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 without a doubt. But you talked about being yourself and uh, and your relationship with Brad Lono and him mentioning that to you as well. 2013 at Rosedale, you win the gold medal for New Zealand against Venezuela in the grand final there. On the podium there, uh, as you guys were celebrating, you guys were chanting "Be yourself." Yeah, that, well, that was one of our mottos in our um, in our team that year. Um, we just uh, we just said a few. Uh, obviously, to be yourself, you know, you will be the best, and uh, and that stuck for you know for our campaign. And and lucky, you know, um, there was a funny saying, but um, it stuck with us. And and to have that, you know, with with the rest of the brothers, you know, all in on it. Um, I, I, you know, I believe that, you know, it worked, you know, and, you know, just something simple like that of a saying of being yourself made us play better. And uh, I, I just think that a lot of the, a lot of the, the, well, well a lot of the phrases that, that mm. are, are around these days are very simple. And, uh, you know, I see it in teams where they're doing the breathing together and they're doing just little simple stuff mm, mm. where make them a better team. This is what made our team better. And uh, having that, um, and I I don't know where it came from, but I do know that B-Man was part of it. He's part of yeah, it. So I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what it was from, but like... Um, you know, must have uh, would have been after a few of uh, our cold beverages, but uh, it definitely um, it, it definitely stuck within our team, and, and thankfully, um, you know, we got the gold. Sure did, my friend. Outstanding win there in 2013 against uh, Venezuela. Dude, 2017 Whitehorse in the town that never sleeps. Boy, <laughs> wicked place for sure. Uh, um, I remember one of the games you were playing the uh, first playoff match against uh, Australia. 
And to most people wouldn't have thought it was a big play, but Cole Evans had walked to first base. You're up to bat. Ground ball to third bag for Australia. Throws it to two. Gets, gets Cole going there. Throws it to one, which should have been a regulation double play, but you beat it out. I come up with a saying, he's built like a beer, but runs like a deer. A fantastic effort by the squad this tournament, finishing in the top eight. And... Uh, they're improving their program every day. Here's the pitch to Laulu to third base, goes to second, an opportunity to get the double play, and no. Wayne Laulu beats it out. It was not a hard-hit ball to Shale, so he got it to second, and the second baseman, O'Byrne, trying to turn two, but just couldn't do it. Yeah, look, don't be surprised with Laulu getting safe at first base there. He might be built like a bear, but he runs like a deer. I tell you that, he's a quick man for his size. Beautiful saying that is. It's it <laughs> a beautiful day. saying, mate. Um, yeah, well, it was, it was uh, very, very thankful that uh, my rugby uh, my rugby uh, speed came in that, <laughs> that time. And, um, you, know, I've, you know, you might not know, though, but I was a fullback. Um and uh, very uh, fortunate that uh, I sort of kept that speed within uh, within me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I had a little chink in there, um, a little Fijian goose. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> and, tell uh, him about the step. Yeah, and it just, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just try and, like, just give it all all the time. Man. And I've always played under the way of um, tree. Especially in the black jersey, every game's my last game. And uh, I I will always play like that, especially in the black jersey. And, and and now, because I'm getting older, I play like that all the time now because you just never know until when you when's your last game. And uh, I'm not I'm not, not saying that I'm leaving the game, it's just the mind's there, but the body says something else. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, at NFC down at Fraser, you know, you're still a kid out there. You're still massive smiles out there doing it. I'm granted, but you might be leaning on that and leaning on that bat a bit more when you're in the Yeah, well, peak, well I'm just smiling because I didn't have to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, God they're old enough now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's great times, boys, and uh, I've, I've uh, loved it every moment. And I'm just going to. Live it more. Wayne, everyone, just take it back one more time to 2017 in the grand final against Australia again here. Uh, um, Canada gets knocked out by Aussie to get to the final. You're up against the best pitcher in the world, Adam Falcard. We get down to the nitty-gritty. I think it's the bottom of the six innings. You get on base. The bases are loaded. You're at third base. Three and two here. Something has to give with the bases loaded. And a 3-2 lead for Australia here. And I tell you, it's getting late. Bottom of the sixth. The Kiwi supporters are standing. The crowd is cheering. And that ball driven out deep, deep. And you can get out of this ballpark right now. A grand slam home run for Joel Evans. And in the blink of an eye, the Black Sox have taken the lead. Someone call the dog pound because the puppy is out of the yard. Wow. We saw that video just now of Joel Evans hitting the home run. That was iconic, but the hug you gave him at home plate, cuz, what was what was the emotions at that point? Oh, uh, honestly, like um uh, I, I 
I can remember running to third and like looking at the catcher and just giving it the old pukana eyes going, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like um, just of all those emotions of um, knowing that gold is within your grasp. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know that that moment and and time was just a moment of um, celebration. Um, uh, for Joel, especially, um, you know, um, because either way, we know that could have went the other way, yeah. And uh, you know, winning and losing, it, it, it is inches, inches of games, and and seeing Joel do that for you know, just for our country, for his, for his, like you know, for his family, um, was so cool to to share that moment with the brother. Um, and 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 don't get me wrong. Every time we see each other, it, it feels like that moment. It's just something that's bonded us and, and our team forever. Yeah. It's uh, it's so true. Like you know, you, you do band of brothers of you know when you win a world title, it's a uh, a moment for for you, your family, and your country, but especially for the team. Right. You know, like uh, that bond is forever and. To share that with Joel Evans, um, don't get me wrong, uh, he's still, he's still <laughs> don't get me wrong, come on, like, you know, don't get me wrong, he's still, you know, a bit average at poker, and, you know, like, uh, but uh, other things, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, table tennis, he rates himself, but, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tune him up, um, but, uh, yeah, just seeing him in that moment, uh, I was so proud, I was, the, you know, obviously, one of the happiest moments in my life, and especially when my wife was there, to yeah. get to share that uh, with her, and from day one, you know, to be there by my side, it was a moment that, uh, you know, I could have had a little tonguey, but, you know, we'll mean, bro. Okay. Even no photographs at that time. Yeah. Put the camera down. Put the camera down. Because, <laughs> uh, um, talking about the socks, and I know you've got tons of stories. I know you've got to go soon, so I'll try and um, get the last couple of bits in before you have to go. But, a little tidbit here from your old uh, manager for the Sox, Jaden Moore, sending some info here. You're on a tour to Argentina. It's an amazing race challenge. This was back in 2008. They give you 20 peso. You're in a team with Fabian Marchia. How did you boys win? Well, <laughs> you said it. Fabian Marchia. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Um, he was a, a man of special talents and... Um, uh, you know, he had little uh, hookups through uh, through the tournament that uh, you know we got to, we got extra rides from one of the boys who picked us up and uh, we we gave the old little uh, he took us around and showed us the local spots where they might be and uh, we borrowed sorry sorry boys but we borrowed two scooters. <laughs> <laughs> Does borrowed mean you just took them? Yeah, well, you know, we borrowed them okay. and uh, and we got I to think it was applied. Yeah, <laughs> we got to explore the town and um and being Fabian who was the superstar himself uh because they were really amazed of uh how he led the haka and um just his presence and uh I said, "Oh, you know, we don't really breed these kind of kind in New Zealand because he's a special man." And uh, just yeah, and, and and it was funny because when we won, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the boys obviously thought we cheated. I I didn't think we cheated. I just thought we outsmart them. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people will always think, oh, you cheated, you cheated, but the rules weren't applied. Yeah, and if you don't, you know, you don't give me rules, 
anything's open, right? Uh-huh. And you know that's that's how I always operate. Two thousand and eight, amazing, amazing race champion for the Black Sox and Parana. It's in the pocket now. Correct. Sorry, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, talking about that, bro. On tour with the Sox, you got to share a couple more. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are a lot of beautiful specimens in that team, man, and uh, um, a lot of uh, guys that uh, it was characters. Uh, one guy that I uh, always picked out is Nick Hayes. Um, you know, a beautiful family man he is, and a very special man. And I would always say uh, Nelson is not better than Blenheim because he'd always uh, <laughs> he'd always say that to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, to me, South Islanders, you're a South Islander, and. Um, yeah, he would always have these uh, little digs, um, or you know, there's always that one guy, the uh, one guy, hey, that one guy who's always got a question, you know, and everyone wants to go home, and everyone's, you know, enough of enough of talking, enough of waiting. We have, and then he's the and, and he's got that extra question. Aye, yeah, and okay. you know, and you can smell dinner, you know, <laughs> you know, you're just waiting, you're just waiting, and you, you know, he's just got another question, and um, but love the brother, and I, you know, obviously. He taught me um, some cool little uh, traits that are after dark. Um, but, um, you know, just guys like him, I got to um, live with him and to understand who he was really about, you know, to and to understand where he came from. I, I didn't know because I thought, mm, Blenheim is Nelson. <laughs> Same for ages. <laughs> like, is there just one city in the but, South Island? But, but he told me it's like saying you're from Havelli. So I understood it straight off the bat. <laughs> and I was just doing the okay. It's not that's, that bad, love. No, 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 it's not bad out here. I'm not, I'm, I'll never dis- disrespect Hot Valley. I'm just saying that Wellington's better. It's just a roadblock. You've got <laughs> to go through that roadblock, too, right? We put it up, though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Wayne, um, of course the socks holds a special thing uh, to your heart, right? Why is that? Uh, just because I've always, the, ever since I've played this game, I've loved the sport. I've met uh, people who have helped me through life, through this sport. And, uh, and I've, you know, this sport has kept me out of trouble. And, uh, and um, that's why I believe that going through those um, life skills and and hardship, softball saved me. And um, Black Sox, to me, was the pinnacle and the top. And uh, I saw these guys as my old blacks. And, uh, and I didn't know that, you know, these guys that I played against were world champions at a young age. And to understand that more when I get older, it just made me um, uh, respect it more and to acknowledge how hard they worked. Mm. It wasn't, you know, an easy ride. And uh, I know that everyone has their different journeys, but for my journey to play with these legends and to, and not not only that, play with the new new era, you know, um, I'm not saying that because the new era, they look amazing too. Um, Big reps to... Obviously, all these um, young ones that are coming through, yeah. especially these Murma boys. I got you, brothers. Oh, yeah. I got you, brothers, because you're all young. And uh, I name drop. Can't no, I won't, I won't name drop, but uh, you know who I'm, you, you know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah, seeing our young generation come through, it was it's so cool to see because it makes me feel young, mm. and uh, it makes me feel that if I can still 
give back in any way that makes me happier. And I just want to live life to the happiest of I, if, as I can. I know you talk about giving back, mate, but you've also talked about going into teams where, you know, your your idols, some legends are there. And so let's turn it around now, full circle. Like, how do you feel now? Because you are that player now. There's a lot of boys that look up to you. There's a lot of kids that, that would wear the jersey down at the club that would look up to Lala, you know? Like, how do you feel being in that position now? Privilege, my brother. Privilege. Because, yeah. you know, um, being in my upbringing, you know, with nothing, yeah. to being where I am now and where I can help more. Um, just privilege, bro. Because uh, it's it's funny how explaining the, this kind of talk to my young ones in, in Murma, because one of them or two of them or three of them might be our legends yeah. of yeah. the next era. So, and, and I look up to that, yeah. you know. So there'll be a time where, you know, the next you know, whoever it is in our sport, mm. you know, we look up to, to them. So just seeing their development and um, being one of the older guys to, to you know, breed them through because there's not many of us yep. and I wish there was. And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, other life opportunities have arised for them, but uh, to be still around, you know, and following the steps of Gene Ludden, you know, guys that are unbelievable, um, that are, you know, legends of our game, yep. still around, you know, still kicking it with the, you know, like Heine Shannon, you know, he's still staying around the game and, you know, even Brad Rona seeing him play oh, for North Harbour, hey, yeah. you know, Definitely. trying to keep our um, old ones just to give back, you know, and share that knowledge of um, what they what, what they experienced. And doing that to, for me, to these guys, you know, it's a win for me. Absolutely. And that's not a... You know, because I've always learned that, you know, where where you get respect, you give respect, but at the same time, make sure you challenge them. Yeah. Because, you know, life is boring with just being the same. Aye. So, and that's why I, I always thought a game within a game yeah. is the challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, and then to, to, you know, I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a game later, but we'll, we'll catch up into that. <laughs> but, um, you I know, know, I definitely, you know, I definitely got a challenge for you. <laughs> Beyond the dugout after dark, yes. it's got to be good. Yes. It's coming, it's coming. It's coming. Well, Wayne, look, to, to be fair, you talk about your club, Mitamar, and I'm sure if they can take just an inkling of your nature, your talent, and have learnt the odd lesson from getting a good crack now and then, well, you know, they're going to be great players in the future. And so are the rest of us fans and players around the country, bro, that have been lucky enough to experience your career. Just speaking of fans, and I know we are pushed for time, but you did say your podcast, your, your, the way you want it. And we do have a lot of people that have thrown in some questions for you. So you okay with a couple? Absolutely, my brother. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, this will be good. I'm going to start with best team you played with. Black Sox. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Um, different eras, but 2013 to 2015, 17, and uh, you know, like uh, 13. Um, just those four teams that I played in, best teams, best teams I've ever played in, just because of the quality uh, of softball and the talent and uh, and the people. That just made me feel more at home. Sorry, pound puppies. It's the Black Sox. Yeah. <laughs> what do you believe makes a good coach? Culture. Amen. 
Um, I do believe that um, you may have all the skills and all the attributes of being a good coach, but if you don't have culture, um, it's very hard to bond a team. Too true. Favourite drills and pre-game rituals? Fuzzy. Underpants on, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> what what colour? Uh, rituals White is... Uh, I, I, I just... I just always, I always um, like um, spraying my bat before the game in the dugout while the pitch is warming up. <laughs> just and I always up. just, just like spraying it and just, just letting him know that this is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and just you know, just you know, and, and not only that, to get to have a good look at um, what I'm going to deal with today. Nice, and to make sure that you know I'm locked in. Yeah, that's sort of. I know it sounds so like uh, simple, but that's just the way I operate. Um, and I also like um, doing a bit of uh, just just um, what do you call it? Uh, peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always find that uh, um, peppers always sort of just lock me in, either wiffle balls or um, real real softballs. Yeah. Um, and then and then and then after that, I just always give it a little uh, a little pitch. Just practice my just making sure that I still got my change up. Just letting um, nice, name David Goyle and know yeah. that I've got a left still side. Got it, still got, got it. it. Just just to let him know that you know the left side's still here. <laughs> well, Go, going off that. Uh, well, firstly, bro, I heard if this is true, well, nah, I'm like no way. I heard you iron your uniform the night before every game. Is that true? That is sometimes true, <laughs> but I I I, I um. I always lay my uniform um, on the bed before the night just to have a good look at um, what I'm working with tomorrow yep. and to understand that I'm ready. Nice. So just to have that on my bed. And I learned that off uh, Thomas Markia, mm. um, you know, just having everything set yep. and uh, and just, you know, because – me is just jersey, pants, cleats. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize that Go you up. had you might ankle bracelets and uh, knee pads <laughs> and, and batting gloves. What, and, you what know, kind I of ankle bracelet? Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, you know, or, well, no, not ankle bracelet. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, braces. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, just like all those little things that, yeah. and to, 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 to make sure your cleats are clean. Yeah. You know, just little things like that sort of grained into me. Through the elders, Speak to the game. yeah, and uh, and I, I do believe, like you know, a lot of players, you look good, you play good, yeah. and I do believe that because, you know, it's like getting a new haircut, and we all know Lala likes that skin <laughs> skin fade number one up top <laughs> with that smooth smooth specimen look he looks like, but uh, yeah, just just that kind of confidence breeds into me yeah. where I, I I love those little rituals that um. Because that's sort of actually one of my rituals is like getting a nice haircut because yeah. it does make you feel good. It's like a, a lady getting a, you. you know, their nails, or their eyebrows. I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, just... We got our fresh cuts before the first episode. Yes. Thank you, Harry Barber. Yeah, and and a big praise to Dante, but you haven't come here for a long time, so oh, okay. but it's all good. Um, <laughs> but uh, just getting that and just finding what ticks for you. Yeah. You know, yes. like... Simple things like that work for me. Yep. And I did feel better when I got a haircut or, you know, if uh, I cleaned my cleats and I, you know, just because I heard there's a lot of like funny guys where no names, but, you know, they wouldn't wash their pants until they 
got a hit or something, you know, random like that. And I never paru. got it. I never got it. And I thought that was paru too. <laughs> but I never got that until that's what works for him. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, that was that's what makes him tick. So yeah, yeah. why should I get away, you know, along with that? Because that, everyone's different. And I did learn those traits throughout my years because everyone is different. And my, you know, go-to is not your go-to. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and... I'm glad it's not my same as yours anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it works for Wellington, doesn't work for High Valley, mate. Correct. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Different, different, different strokes. Yes. Oh, it's getting angry in here now. Still 04, mate. Still 04. Any more than Damien? No, no. I think uh, we've cool. I've pretty much covered it in the rest of the podcast. Oh, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for sending them in. Yeah, fantastic. And remember, you can do that anytime for any podcast. Sick, sick of those questions, we'll ask our guests for you with no restrictions. Don't, don't worry about that. Kazi, before you go, i got one thing. I want to add this to the end of our podcast. For each guest who comes in, you get to name one person for the starting all-star lineup of all time. You just get to pick one person, one position, that's it. And then we're going to get it from each guest. And we're going to post up this all-star team. Up I there. love it. Is okay. that I get to pick someone who I want to Any play position with, you want, no, just you, one. You, you're the coach now. Yeah. You get to pick one person and put them in a position you think needs to be in that ultimate all-star team. DH Lala. Wow. Wow, you're the first hey, to pick too. Hey. What's the pressure like? Yeah, nah, well, I'm just trying to think of guys that are, you know, like uh, – you're kind to me, you know. This is where the brotherhood comes in, I, you know. Big decisions like this, I do yeah. believe in, like, you know, you got to look after the brothers here. Yeah. And, uh, and you should have let me in line at the smorgasbord. Yeah, well, one position I would have uh, a guy in an all star team from the Black Sox would have to be Heine. Nice. Ooh, nice. Heine Shannon. Um, I, I believe that. Um, it's the ticker, right? It's it's uh, everything he does, um, just the man who he is, and uh, absolutely the ticker. Um, the way he is, um, is what he does for his warm up because it's very different to other pitches. Yeah, a bottle of seven up, correct? <laughs> you give that man a mountain dew, he is pitching yeah, yeah. ten innings, <laughs> easy. Yes. So you know, just little things like that, and not only that, just the. Uh, I've never seen a man give uh, the heart of a pitcher like him, um, you know. And we know in our game, pitchers are the man, you know. And he showed me that within our international Samoan team and the Black Sox that um, a guy who deserves everything um, and he gives everything and whatever he does, win or lose, was amazing to me. Wow. And wow. Uh, Heine, yep, that's right. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, my brother, and I will always uh, respect you for that. And uh, I know that's probably a big surprise for you, but you've always been that humble guy to me and have always been a great man to me. And um, much love to you, my brother, and uh, I'll cheers to that. Well, there you go, Damien, our first starting player for the Beyond the Dugout all-star the team. This, the pitching role is filled, Heine Shannon. We're just having one pitcher. Okay. Well, we'll uh, just go to the 10. Well, we'll see how this goes, he's going, right? Well, as long as the Mountain Jews there, uh, apparently he's going 10, so. Yeah. Oh, it, he's definitely going 10. <laughs> Trust me, that man is amazing. Now, not doesn't have to be a parting shot, Cuz, but we got 
Brad Broner coming up shortly, right? <laughs> Next on deck. <laughs> Next on deck. Number 15. You're, you've got the bet. You're in the better circle now, cuz. What do you want to say? Well, 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 well. <laughs> I, always, oh, I always, always used to laugh at my man because uh, whenever I used to bet before him, I, I, I didn't realize I threw the bet on the ground and it would always annoy him. And, and he would go, me, for the, give me the bet, man, pick it up, man. And I would just do the old, oh, bro, I'm sorry, man. I've just, it was just a habit. I've just thrown the bet away. Yeah. And it was nothing to disrespect them. But then I started to notice that he started getting agitated. <laughs> or angry. Yeah, yes. And, uh, angry? and I started to enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you looked at him in the eye and uh, just dropped it. Yeah, I just, and then started uh, spraying his back. Yeah, you know, like just little little digs like that. I noticed that like it would get to my man. And, um, and so, you know, with the Toronto Gators, I'd always like do it on my like, uh, you know, like a, uh, just first at bat, I just throw it on the ground near him, near him, <laughs> and then and then my second at bat, just throw it to the side, just to make him walk a little bit further. <laughs> and then my third at bat, he'd pick him up, man, <laughs> and you get so angry. But um, but I did learn, and eventually I learned to pass the bat yeah. after I finished my at bat. And uh, but thank you, B man, for teaching me those little uh. Those little things, because I didn't even notice that I was doing it until my bro was getting angry. And, you know, much love to that guy, bro. But, bro, oh, you wait, B-Man, I'm coming for you at darts. <laughs> With your new dartboard. Just oh, he's up, just oh, he's, a, he's a shark. He's definitely a shark. I can't wait to have B-Man on deck. Anyway, that this guy. one, this one's been special. You think? You think. We've got to thank it. you, buddy. Uh, being our first guest here on Beyond the Dugout, it's been a treat. It's been classic. My cheeks, I don't know if they're going to go back to shape in a week. It's been so funny because I've loved you from the first day. I still love you today. Thank you so much. Thank you, my brothers. And obviously, thank you for me being part of this history of where you're going to be leading to. And I know that it's going to be higher and greater things. And I'm so grateful that I get to share it with you, my brothers. Much mate, love. Mate, I'm so stoked to have you as uh, guest one uh, for Wayne Lolu part one. Shut That's up, I'm going to say part one. There's so much more to talk about, I'm sure. There's so much more. We could go on for hours. Wayne Laulu, the athletic pound puppies originator. Specimen. And, of course, the stalwart from Midamar Softball. We all know him as the happy, smiling, Sultan of Swat. For the Golden Homes Black Sox in the outfield, Wayne Lalu. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And I tell you what, our fans will love it. Your fans especially will love it. Getting the great insight. Thank you for opening up. Thank you, my brothers. Much love. Oh, Wayne Lalu, Damien, episode one in the can. Dude, could he have been any better? Mate, we knew when we put some names down, first and foremost that Wayney would be the top of the list. And I did throw out that it'd be the first one. There's a couple of Lala's in, the, in that description. And I'm so glad that he was number one. Well, we know his achievements and, and we just got to hear about that. But the thing that sticks in my man is how humble he is. Every time humble. you talk about his achievement, he just accredits someone else. Yeah, and he balances it as well because, he, you know, to be good in anything you need to have that alpha dog about you and and wayne definitely has that like without question but 
he thanks of everyone else as well along the way, whether it be the stories that he tells or um, just his all-around presence. It's just, yeah, it's special to just watch and, and see and, and the way he explained all of that stuff by just just still being centred and, and, and being grateful to tell the story almost was awesome. The thing also though with him, you know, being grateful, you can see he's got a true story though, right? Starts from nothing basically, mm-hmm. right? Big family, uh, tough neighbourhood, uh, finds his way. Youngest child out of a family of eight. <laughs> Only eight. You know, uh, coming up through, through there, as he said, he got the scraps, but you know, uh. He, he found his way in life, you know, maybe a couple of uh, Jadabars along the way. Who doesn't mm. have Jadabars, mm. dude? But, man, what an amazing person he has become. Um, and, and to still represent, you know, where he's come from and, and be able to say that story, you know, he, he he's a role model anyway. But to actually, you know, there'll be a lot of kids out there that might hear this and, and be from those areas and think those situations that he was in and think, oh, well, okay, if I apply myself and I do this, then maybe life will be a bit different. And, and you need those wannies in the world to, to look upon, though. You, you sure do, bud. You know, and, and you talk about him being a role model. Well, I mean, he had to go. We didn't get to get to it. But one of the things he's involved with right now, Damien, is nurturing the youth over in Porirua, giving kids that don't necessarily have either a, a one of the parents there or either of the parents there, providing a positive pathway for those kids through them and also sport. For those kids to come through and, and learn some life skills from a person that's lived life and excelled at doing it, then, yeah, that's that's pretty special for them. And I hope they embrace that and, and learn from him. Well, I'm sure they will be. I, I'll tell you what, I embraced having him in yeah, here today, man. Awesome. I that mean, just, awesome. just catching up with him at a ballpark yeah. or a, a beer tent or, or watching him do his wonders on the diamonds always been special anyway. Oh mate, I'll, and I said it right from the word go. Like he's one of those names that I love saying across the the announce system at any ballpark they were at, and I've been lucky enough to announce his name to bat a few times now. But I just love that he can turn around and give you the little winkle and and appreciate the moment, and not just be caught up in just the game. Like he he is literally there to enjoy all aspects: the the fielding, the batting and us doing our job and he mentioned that and i i appreciate that he appreciates it yeah without a doubt i mean it's a cool thing to do for our sport not only through the streaming of course with ballpark broadcasting new zealand but also now beyond the dugout and the podcast i'd be able to take our game everyone's game yeah. to everyone absolutely it's out there now man we've done it it's in the can and um i just had to throw this out there wayne laulu part one Part one, Wayne Laulu. He, what did he, did he just pop your cherry? He, he, well, for podcasting. Yeah. No, he didn't pop mine, but he, I know he popped yours. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if it's going to be someone to pop my cherry, man, I'm happy for it to be Wayne Absolutely. Laulu. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in here to Beyond the Dugout, episode one. Wayne Lolo, it's been our pleasure to bring that to you. But of course, episode two is coming up. Damon, who we got? B-Man! Number 15, Big Bad. Brad Arona. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There's the announcement. It'll be Brad Arona in episode number two. That'll come to you next Friday. Drive time, 6pm here locally in New Zealand and across all of the media platforms around the world. Looking forward to you joining us for episode two, Damien. Well, mate, I'm I'm excited for them to join us, for Brad to join us, and mate, 
I'm excited to sit next to you again and do this. Doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Doing a podcast about something you love with someone you love. <laughs> Damien Collins and I've been Jason Gooby's AK Chopper. Thank you, everyone, and good night to you. We'll see you next Friday with Big Bad Bad Honor. Kia ora la la. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be on the dugout be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout.